Welcome to this week's podcast from Terelgan City Church. We hope this message transforms and equips you to reach out. For more information about what's happening at TCC, head to mytcc.com.au or check us out on Facebook. We hope you enjoy this message. We read where there is no revelation that people cast off restraint, where there is no revelation of God. And I believe God speaks uh, through the prophetic. He speaks into lies for a reason. You know, to when I first got born again and got saved, you know, um, I felt the Lord call me to this area. Like, and that's, you know, seems a bit strange to say when you're just a, a very new Christian over 35 years ago, that God would say, and I would have this desire just to minister in uh, my own hometown, my own home area. And I had that not long after I was born again. And I believe God speaks that into our lives to hold us and to to keep us on the track, on the road that he's called us to. And, you know, over the years, many things have happened in my life. You know, um, I've heard people say different things about the church. Uh, They'd say things, you know, like what God was leading them to do to go overseas into the mission field. You know, I've heard people say over the years that, you know, the church is irrelevant today. You know, it's lost its mission and all these sorts of things. I've seen splits. I've seen, you know, arguments where churches have split and all them sorts of things, you know. And uh, the one thing through all that time, I've had this feeling that God was going to do something great in our city, in our area. I still have that same feeling today. That God is going to do something amazing that will blow your socks off. If you haven't got socks on, you blow your thongs off. But amazing. And that's over 30 years ago. And so Megan, uh, my daughter, Pastor Megan, who is my senior pastor now, I was hers, but now she's mine. But she asked me, Dad, she said, you know, you know more of the history of the church. You've grown up with, you know, the, the first pastor that was um, come to uh, the Terelgan, and that was Pastor Bill and Pastor Lynn Pullen. And uh, Pastor Bill was a butcher. Interesting that a butcher would go from butchering, you know, in a butcher shop to leading the sheep. Um, <laughs> but that's what he did. Him and his wife had a very successful uh, butcher shop in Melbourne, and they felt the call of God on their life. And so they sold their butcher shop they moved down here to Terelgan to lead and to start off the Terelgan City Church, which is what uh, we named it back then. Um, felt called of God, sold the business, um, went on to a one day's pay at the start. So sold a successful business, come down here, went on one day's pay and began to lead the church. Over the years of their ministry, up and down their pay went. I think the most they ever got paid was three days of ministry. The rest was just out of their heart and their passion. Why did they do that? Because God spoke into their life. And God speaks into our lives for a reason. Um, He speaks into our life and he's spoken into this church over the years. And I want to share some of the prophecies that have been spoken over this church, over Bill and Lynn when they first came to here, um, over myself as uh, I took on the leadership of the church, and then furthermore as uh, Pastor Megan has taken on more of those prophecies. So I just want to share them briefly uh, this morning. So one of the prophecies brought over Bill and Lynn when they first began their ministry um, here, and they were at a conference in a jo- uh, an apostolic conference in Geelong with myself, and they were called out the front, and the word that was prophesied over them for this area, for, the, for their ministry, would be that they would come in ones, they would come in twos, they would come in fives, they would come in tens, they would come in fifties, they would come in hundreds. 
the prophecy was brought not just once at a conference, but it was brought many times after that by different ministries that didn't know uh, Pastor Bill or Pastor Lynn that spoke word for word nearly the same prophetic word over their life, over the, the, the many years that they were ministering here, time and time again, whether it was in Geelong, whether it was in Melbourne, whether it was in New South Wales, up at the Gold Coast, um, that word come on multiple occasions over their life. Why was that? To keep them on course, to keep them and encourage them. Time and again by different ministries who didn't know Bill and Lynn. Another prophecy that was prophesied over the church here was that people would come by buses and trains. And I've always wanted to add planes to that because it sounds good. And maybe that, that will happen. But they would come by buses and trains. Now just think about that for a moment, that they would come by buses and trains. So God is talking about not something small here, something amazing, something huge, something large that is going to take place. And yet Pastor Bill and Pastor Lynn didn't see it. Uh, in my ministry, I haven't seen that influx come uh, into this church. But what I would say was that God is a generational God. And when he prophesies something, it's not just for one person, but it's over this area. Trains and buses and maybe planes. Another prophecy that was spoken over this church that was spoken on, on multiple occasions at different times um, was that this church would be a light on a hill. And it's interesting, you know, now we're down in the valley in the middle of town at the moment, but where our church and our hub is based, it is on the hill, on the edge of town. Um, probably not going to be on the edge of town for too long because there's a heap of uh, infrastructure going in there with, I think, Coles, uh, shopping, supermarkets going up there with the whole area. So that they would... Um, they, that the church would be a light on a hill, a lighthouse, a hospital. Uh, pretty amazing. Now, you could just take that all with a grain of salt. But, you know, when I first got born again, and when I first, uh, I had that, that feeling that God was going to uh, call me to this area, but then when I took over the leadership of this church as the senior pastor, God spoke into my life. Tongue in the mouth. You know, it makes me emotional when I think about it because God planted it in my heart so strongly and it's never gone away that we would be a church of a thousand. He planted that in my heart over 12, 13 years ago when I took on the senior leadership. And the thing is that it hasn't changed. The vision overall, even though we, we might go in different directions here and there, the vision overall has not changed. God has placed us here to do something amazing, to touch lives in this city and to change and bring hope to people. It's, it's amazing. I felt when Pastor Bill handed the, the senior role and pastor over to me, I felt that God impressed that on me so strongly. And when we handed over the senior pastor's role to my daughter, Pastor Megan, and you know, I say we handed that. We didn't really hand it over because it's all in God's plan and God's purpose. It wasn't mine in the first place. And, and I just, people come to me uh, and they come to Megan at, at conferences and they say, oh, how are you travelling, you know, handing the, the leadership of the church over to your daughter? I said, no problems. <laughs> what? 
I say, well, it wasn't mine in the first place. I didn't hold it close to my heart because God's called me to, to touch this city, whether it's as a senior pastor or whether it's supporting my daughter. And now it's supporting my daughter. And so I said to Megs, whatever you want me to do, I'll do it. You want me to clean the toilets? I'll do it. You want me to sweep the floor? I'll do it. You want me to cook your tea? I'll get Jono to do that. <laughs> but the, to, be, to become that church, that church, oh, you're that church that does Tabitha's Closet. Oh, you're that church that built the big, amazing conference center up on the hill. You're that church that, that helps out those people. You're that, church, you're that church. That's what God has called us to be, is to be in the community, that church that people know because the Holy Spirit is moving and touching, touching lives. I don't want to talk too long because I don't want to take up too much of Meg's time. We need to catch hold of what is before us right now and to see the bigger picture, dream bigger. That's what God has for us, and it's huge. There is a mandate upon every Christian, yourself, myself, everyone in this room who's a born-again Christian. There's a mandate, a calling of God to go and touch lives. And, you know, if you look at what has caused people to lay down their lives for the cause of Christ over the years... What has it's been vision, passion, something God has spoken into their heart, something God has spoken, vision, purpose, and passion. And I believe that's why God speaks in the prophetic, because He brings that vision, that purpose, and that passion, which only comes from one area. It comes from God. You can't make it up. You can't fake it because it comes from Him. I want to read this passage scripture as I hand back to Pastor Meeks to finish off what we're doing today. Isaiah chapter 60, verse 1 to 3 says, Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord rises upon you. See, a darkness covers the earth, and thick darkness is over the people, but the Lord rises upon you, and his glory appears over you. Nations will come to your light the king and kings to the brightness of your dawn. Nations will come to the light. What light are they being drawn to? They're being drawn to the light of Christ in us. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. You know, as he was saying there, without a vision, the people perish. We have a vision here at this church, and that is to transform people's lives through the power of the Holy Spirit, equipping the generations to reach our world, to reach our community with what? God's message of hope and love in Jesus Christ. And we believe this to our core. The local church is still the hope of the world, people. The local church is still the hope of the world. And so just for a minute, I'm going to preach and then we're going to respond to the Word of God because I believe it's not by chance that you are here today. God has called you for a purpose and a reason to stand in the body of Christ and go, come on, we're going to go and we're going to reach not just a state, not just a nation, but the nations of the world. And you think, how can it be done just from this little city church? Oh, you watch God move because God wants to move here. 
And our heart is to see people's lives transformed, coming in as they encounter Jesus, to see people's lives equipped as they learn and have a go and excel in their God-given giftings, to reach our city and the surrounding cities through building relationship with others and inviting them in to community. Our values, we have core values. We're going to quickly put them up. Our core values as a church is generosity. We want to be generous on every occasion, church. Generous on every occasion. Truth, that we want to stand on the transforming truth of God's Word. There's nothing else to stand on. Excellence, we want to give our very best to Jesus. Discipleship, equipping and empowering others to follow Jesus passionately. A a family, a place to belong, be love, be careful, and have fun. Who knows that God is a fun God? He wants us to enjoy this life that He has given us. And as teams, maybe you're not on a team yet, but I want to prophesy over your life to get among the team and get on the team and start serving Him, start building up treasures in heaven. Our core team values are that we would dream bigger. If what we are dreaming is achievable in our own strength, guess what? We're not dreaming big enough. We have a big God and we need to start dreaming big. Jeremiah 32, 27 says, I am the Lord, the God of all mankind. Is anything too hard for me in which we would respond? There's nothing that's too hard for Him. We need to continue to dream big, that we are better together. You know what? Birds, they fly in formation. Amen? You know, we need each other. It's a beautiful picture of the church. Birds can totally fly alone, but they can go farther and faster together as they draft off each other. They could do it on their own, but it would be way harder. So guess what? God calls us into community to be better together, to fly together. We're not meant to do it on our own. What did COVID do? It isolated us. What does the church of God, the bride of Christ do? Gathers us together and we get in the gathering and we start building each other up. We're building each other's faith and we go, we're going to go further, faster because we are better together. And that people matter most. Love God, love people. What does the scripture say in Matthew 22 verse 36? Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and then love your neighbor. Love God, love others, love people. And so what is God saying? For us, He is saying, I am building the core. I am strengthening the team. I am enlarging our capacity. I'm putting structures in place so that when it's go time, guess what? We go. We don't have anything holding us back. We are ready to move to the next phase. And God is not into His church spectating. He is not into us spectating. Guess what? He wants us to respond to the call of God upon our lives. There's a call of God on your life. Every single person in this room has a call of God on their life and a purpose that is huge. We don't want to be a people that spiritually consume, but we want to be people that spiritually contribute because there is a community that need to know Jesus. We are talking about eternity We're talking about eternity, and so it's serious. We want to respond to Him. What does Jeremiah 29 verse 11 say? 
for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you a hope and a future that is for every single person in this room. That is for every single person in our community, in our nation, in the nations of the world. God has a plan and He wants to give them a hope and a future. And we have it on the inside of us. We have it on the inside of us. And so God has been speaking to me so clearly over the last six months in regards to our name as a church. And I've been sensing that it's time for a change. And I feel it's powerful to the direction that God wants to take us. And I just want to show you a video right now that we put together. So we're going to watch that right now. And then I'm going to come back and share some more. It's good without sound, hey. <laughs> we'll try again. Should I try and do the commentary? <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Praise you, God. Got some issues back there. We're going to keep going. Yeah, I'll do my best voiceover. God is calling us. God is calling us for big things. And you know what? As we sit here today, I want you to say, God, what are you calling me to? God, what is it that you want me to do? How is it that you want me hey, to do? Hey, church. Here we go. Today, a few important things. As a community, we are in a season of transition and growth, and that can be both challenging and exciting. It's a season that's necessary, and especially to enlarge our capacity. Did you know in 1990, the first seeds were sown to plant our church? In fact, this was the very first check that was gifted to get the ball rolling. Pastor Bill was the first pastor of this community. And even though he was given only a small amount of funds, $10, he had an enormous faith. Then in time, my dad, Pastor Chris, took the dream and ran with it. He ploughed the ground and he faithfully served as a leader passionate about transforming lives in the area of Gippsland. And so with that, I stand on the shoulders of those that have gone before me, excited about all that God is doing next. Church, it's time for a change. We've always been a community with vision and energy. God is calling us for further reach beyond the boundaries of Tarawgan. If we are going to have a church that goes further than Tarawan, then we need to have a name that encompasses that. And so the big news, we are changing from Tarawan City Church to The City Church. Cities are important to God and I believe God wants to set the direction of the cities. God wants us to increase. He wants us to pray for the cities around us, to set the direction of the cities in Jesus' name, to be a city on a hill, a light on a hill, to be the city church. And so we're gonna set a Jesus direction in Gippsland, but not just Gippsland. God is calling us to our state, to our nation, and to the nations of the world. Jesus has put the commission to us to go and make disciples of the nations. So thank you, church, for coming this far. We still have a journey to go. So I wanna say, hold on, have faith, and watch God move.
Amen. So we're changing to the city church. Dad's trying to keep it together on the front row. <laughs> Someone go and console him. But you know what? You know why it strikes a chord? Because God is moving. And we want to say, come on, church. Hold on. Have faith. Watch God move as we step out and be all that He's called us to be. The city church. Cities are important to God. And God is calling us to have further reach. We've already seen that with our Tabitha's Closet, our free clothing and we're meeting the need in our neighboring cities. And, you know, as if we are going to be that church that goes further than just Cherogan, then we have to have a name that matches that. We can't be Cherogan City Church in a totally different town because it's not Cherogan. And I feel like God wants to extend and push and enlarge our tent pegs even further than what we've ever been because He's called, He knows there's a people that need to know Him and God is so much more desperate for it than us. He loves people so much more than what we do. And His heart is that all would come to know Him. And so what does He do? He plants in our heart to say, hey, I just don't want you to be Cherogan City Church anymore. I want you to be the city church because that's going to go out and touch nations and touch the nations of the world. I am convinced, church, that God is going to move as we step forward and say, God, I'm here, I'm listening, and I'm going to be obedient to what you're asking me to do. Do you know that only two times that Jesus wept in the Bible was one when his mate Lazarus died, and then he, he rose him to life, so it was all good. But the other time was he wept over the city. He weeps over the cities because his heart is that they would know him. He has compassion for them. And guess what? He wants us to have the same heart. As I was prayerfully considering this change, God gave me this scripture that's in Jeremiah 29 verse 7, and it says, Seek the welfare of the city I have deported you to. Pray the, to the Lord on behalf of the city, for when it prospers, you will prosper. Even though they were in exile, the Lord asked them to seek the welfare of the city. He asked them for every place in which they sat down to pray for it. And what I found interesting was in the previous verse to this, the Lord said, an increase in number there and do not decrease. Increase in number and do not decrease. God wants us to increase. He wants us to pray for the cities around us and He wants us to point people towards Him everywhere that we go. Everywhere that we go, that we would point people towards Him, that we would set the direction of the city more now than ever. More now than ever that we, he, he wants us to stand up and go, I'm going to be a part of that, God. I'm going to step in. I'm going to do what you're asking me to do. And so as we set the direction of the cities in Jesus' name, for that is the name that transformation occurs in. Amen. To be a city church, a city church, a city on a hill, a light that cannot be hidden. We want to see God move in all of Gippsland, the state and the nations the nations of the world, and God is setting us up for big purpose. He has so much for us, and He is not limited. And at the moment, we're in the process of setting up outreach church services. We're 
at the moment we're talking with Federation Uni about going out to, to church or to run outreach services and we're talking with people in Rosedale. And so things are starting, the wheels are starting to turn for that because there are people that need to know Jesus in every city. Not just one, not just two, but every city. And we will be known, just as my dad spoke, we will be known as that church at, that was spoken many years ago. And I want to read to finish up right now, and then we're going to stand and we're going to pray and we're going to declare over the city church all the things that God is going to do. So, you know, if you need a little bit of preparation right now, just tap the person next to you and say, I'm ready. I'm ready. Or, or Mal can tap me. I'm ready. I'm ready. Because God is going to do something incredible. And He wants us, you know, I say it a lot, but on the other side of our sacrifice and on the other side of our obedience is people waiting to know Jesus. That's on the other side of your yes. On the other side of your yes, on the other side of you standing up today and going, you know what, I am all in. I am all in to what God wants to do here because I know that on the other side of my obedience, on the other side of my sacrifice is someone waiting to know Jesus. And you know what? It's not just here in Gippsland. It might, it's gonna be across our whole state. Our whole and I believe God is calling us to the nations of the world. Mark this date as the date that we declare we are going to the nations because I know God is gonna do it. And so why don't you stand right now? As we begin to believe for what God is gonna do. And we might just ha have some music playing right now as I, as I begin to declare what God, what I see over our church. And I titled this, The Church That I See. So close your eyes right now. The church that I see, I see a church full of people passionately worshipping God full of life. A church so passionate about the purposes of God on their lives that they will stop at nothing to see it come to fruition. A church that welcomes people from all walks of life. And as they walk in the door, they are transformed by Jesus. A church that is so generous that there is no need going unmet in our community. A church that is buzzing with community. It's the place to be. It loves and cares so deeply for the people. A place to belong. A church where God's power is outworked. People are set free from sickness and brokenness and addictions all in one name in the name of Jesus. A place to come if you need a miracle. A church that outworks just as the church is in Acts 2 did. A church that has its arm extended into the community that knows the need, meets the need a refuge for those in need. I see a church that has a youth ministry named Younger that impacts and reaches every young life in our city and the cities of the world that is working in partnership with the schools where the youth ministry becomes a place that every young person wants to be. I see young families, older families reaching their friends with the powerful message of the gospel. I see a kids ministry that is packed out. I see a bus that goes around to every corner of the city to pick up kids and their families. I see children praying over adults and seeing God's power outworked. I see a church of thousands where impact and love in the name of Jesus is relentless. I see a church of thousands. 
Ephesians 3 verse 20, God can do anything you know. Far more than you could ever imagine or guess or request in your wildest dreams. He does it not by pushing us around, but by working within us. His Spirit deeply and gently within us. And God, as we have declared today, the church that we see, the city church, a city on a hill that is a lighthouse to many, the hope in the name of Jesus. Lord, as we stand here today, I pray, God, that you would move and work in your people, just as Ephesians 3 verse 20 says, that you would work within us, your Spirit deeply, gently at work within us, that we would answer the call today to be the city church, a city that goes to the nations and the nations of the world, that we would answer that call in our heart today, that we would say, yes, Lord, yes, Lord, yes, Lord, yes, Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. For every person, God, that you want no one to go without knowing you, Jesus. And God, it's so selfish if we just keep it to ourselves and say, I'm fine. It's just me and you, Jesus. Well, Jesus says, no, 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 no. Go into all the world and make disciples of the nations. So God, right now in this moment, I believe, God, you're speaking into hearts and you're speaking into lives and you're bringing change and transformation and maybe there's people in the room that have come in with a heaviness today and a brokenness. And I believe right now, God, that you are healing their hearts and you are mending them in the name of Jesus. That healings and miracles are being outworked right now right now in Jesus' Name. I thank You, God, for Your Spirit is being poured out upon Your people in such a way that it says, God, yes, Lord, yes, Lord. For I know the plans that my God has for me, a plan to prosper me and not to harm me, a plan to give me a hope and a future. God, today that You would outwork by the power of your Holy Spirit. That you would move afresh as we sang, a fresh wind, pour your spirit out. A city of flame, a city bright for you, Jesus. Thank you, God, for what you're doing here. Thank you, Jesus. If you wanna say yes to Jesus today, I'm all in. You want to just lift your hand and it's okay if you don't. That's okay. Maybe you're not ready. That's fine. But if you want to say, yes, I'm all in for wherever you want to go, God, for wherever you want to take me, I'm going to partner with the church, the bride of Christ, and I'm going to see you move in my life, God. If you if you want to partner with God today in the mission of Jesus Christ, then lift your hands and lift them high. Lift them high. Don't be afraid. Lift them high because God is going to move by power and, and, and by His Holy Spirit today. I speak to the dryness in the room and I say, be gone in Jesus' Name. Spirit filled, fill your people in Jesus' Name. Just as we declared as, the, as at the day of Acts, we see people were poured, the Holy Spirit poured out, poured out, poured out, poured out. Poured out, poured out.
poured out. I believe the Holy Spirit is just working right now. The Holy Spirit is working upon your life right now. Be open to it. You might say, what is this? What is this? This is the Holy Spirit speaking and ministering to you because He loves you, but He also knows there's people that need to know His love. Holy Spirit, pour out, pour out, pour out, pour out, pour out in Jesus' Name. For those that are hesitating, for those that are feeling restricted, chains broken right now in the Name of Jesus. Chains broken off right now. If for those in the room, I just got a, a word that there's someone in the room that's struggling with an addiction. Right now in the Name of Jesus, we speak to that addiction and we tell it to go in the Name of Jesus. Be gone, be broken by the power of the Holy Spirit. Thank You, Jesus. There's people in this room that are feeling like You are not enough. God, how could You use me? I'm not enough. Well, God has already approved you. He's already approved you. He's already approved you before you do a thing. He's already approved you. So God, I pray and we speak to that, I am not enough right now in the Name of Jesus. You must bow to the Name of Jesus who says we are more than enough. We are more than conquerors in Christ who loves us. Thank You, Jesus. Oh, we need a fresh wind. We need a fresh wind. Holy Spirit, I believe there's someone here today that is right now saying, I just need an overflow. I need an overflow of the Holy Spirit right now. I believe God wants to demonstrate something in the room. Thanks for listening to this week's message. We hope that you've been challenged and inspired. For more information about Turalgan City Church, check out mytcc.com.au.